In the far away here and now, I've become in control somehow, and I never lose my wallet because I will be the picture of discipline. In my mind, Amanda Palmer. Last week, I left you happy, and it helped me to be happy. Even though I wrote very little of that in my current frame of, well, life, I found that reading what I had written to be greatly cathartic. I told myself, don't be depressed, and the things I wrote actually helped me do just that. Maybe I'm getting better at listening to myself. Since last I sat down to record, there have been a number of strange occurrences that I would love to tell you about. Even though some of them would need to be edited down, they were gross. Just know that you will hear about them when I find the words to convey them in a way that won't upset every person who listens. Also, I want to get back to the story at hand, my trip and its many beautiful moments. The order presented here is not quite the way it went down, but it is the order I wrote it in, for whatever reason. It gives it a strange dreamlike quality, even in my own head, so I'll just keep it that way. I'll just gently dip you back into that water. It was cool on the feet and full of treasure, remember? We decided to spend a little more time living the local life with our local friend and caught a ride to the next town over. She was there for work and directed us to a cute book and plant store. Yeah, you heard that, right? Books and plants, and one delightfully strange store that didn't seem at all out of place. I purchased my very own copy of All That the Rain Promises and More, and if you don't know what that is, a quick Google search will probably give you a good laugh. We meandered about the small place and picked up a number of trinkets, including another field guide of sorts, some rings, some gifts, and a magic bird whistle, which, it turns out, sounds nothing like a bird. The town we were in promised a tour of beautiful covered bridges, and so we set out to see the sights. We stopped at the one most highly recommended, and were immediately confronted by a group of local kids who were crawling below the cover of the bridge and jumping into the stream below. Thoughts of my own youth welled up in me and were soon overflowing when I found the blackberries. The large, viney bushes lined the stream, and I followed them down to the bank. The walk took me back twenty years. I ate warm, ripe berries and breathed in the familiar air of my childhood. I could have crawled under those thorny vines and slept like a baby. Instead, I rejoined with my companions and we crossed back over the covered bridge, just in time to watch a new set of kids throw all of their goods in a pile and jump into the water. I had to bite down on my very soul to stop myself from joining them. We met back up in time for a lovely taco dinner in an art-filled slice of town that had me taking pictures at every turn. From doors so covered in trinkets and glitter to the perfectly painted electrical service boxes on the street corners, every wall and fence was a mural. The very sidewalk held secrets and stories. There were hammocks high in the trees, and the people we passed made smiling eyes over their masks. The whole place felt like it vibrated with expression. Leaving the land of art and color, we were taken to the house of a new friend, where we enjoyed a series of beers, stories, old music, and the warmth and comfort of an outdoor summer fire. I was handed a rolled cigarette and more cider than I could drink and stay sound of mind. The night wasn't cold, but the fire kept any thoughts of the word at bay. We enjoyed the presence of people in our newly doubled group and stayed late into the night. Another morning meant another breakfast adventure. Emboldened by our previous day's journey, we got into the car and made for a place a little further up the road. Again, it was closed. As luck would have it, there was a small bakery kitty-corner to where we had intended on dining. The bakery was divine. We filled ourselves with breakfast pastry, sticky buns, rose pistachio cake, and the best coffee I had all week. Walking towards the car, we came across a park with a large willow and a tree so big we couldn't get our arms around it, even if all three of us were in a chain. 
We ate in the shade of the willow and played around in the park until it was time to meet up for another day of carefree bliss. We took a few trips back and forth, delivering goods as needed to the places and people that needed them. When we got a minute of freedom, we hit a park with a winding path and a display of local flora. The four of us walked, talked, and soaked up the sun and sights. We sat at park benches and took turns taking pictures of us together. Another break took us to a slippery stream with a very bouncy bridge. I got my feet wet and managed to keep the rest of me dry, despite how badly I wanted to just jump in. Our evening plans included nothing but art, music, and mischief, so we caught some amazing burgers and just sprawled out in the living room. We stayed up late talking about life, making jokes about ourselves and our stories, making plans and wishes for the future. I stayed up late, probably too late, but I just laid there and watched the moon drift across the sky. I dedicated the stories thus far to my heart and head and promised to let them mix joy into my whole being. The next morning brought with it the beginning of our next adventure, the plan being to head to the coast and drive north, our inevitable destination being Portland. And, though the coast was quite out of the way, it was just another beautiful thing we wanted to experience. But first, coffee and donuts. Being in Oregon, we had to make the expected touristy stop for Dutch bros and a little voodoo. Honestly, the coffee was better than the donuts. They were both great, of course, but a rich donut like that was a harmful breakfast option. The sky was that perfect Oregon gray that I miss every day the sun punches me in my current home, and the trees seemed to lean in over the road on our way to the coast. The road that followed the winding river to the sea caught us all collectively. Every twist and turn furthered my desire to stay. When we finally reached the end and saw the sea through the trees, we could have driven straight in and I would have been content. Instead, we plotted the mysterious disappearance of the locals and imagined us as the strange benefactors of their demise. That is, until we stopped to listen to the ocean. Thor's well is not just a sight, but a sound to behold. The heart-shuddering crash of the tide against the water-carved cliffs is one of beautiful terror. The closeness of thunder and the shake of the rocks below your feet adds to the experience. We wandered the beautifully barnacled landscape and stopped for some photos framed perfectly by sea, cliffs, clouds, and the sudden appearance of blue sky. When the stay ended, we found ourselves delightfully lost in the labyrinthine path back to the car. Sadly, we weren't lost for long and were able to resume our journey north. As we drove adjacent to the sea, the smell filled my lungs and soul. We passed a thousand beautiful old houses and a dozen perfect towns. We crossed a handful of bridge-bridge-bridges, and the day drew on. Eventually, we headed inland towards the city proper. And as we entered the valley, it was gray, but not with its usual clouds. Instead, smoke filled the sky and blocked our view of the mountains. It was disheartening at first, but we drew closer with every passing minute. For the slightest second, we were in my old stomping grounds, but sadly we had no time to stay. Instead, we headed towards family and our last planned stop before the slow journey home had to begin. Just before our arrival, we spied the faint outline of Mount Hood through the smoke. The distant giant, another nostalgic totem from my past. The trip was building new memories onto old, and every twist turned into perfection. When we got to my brother-in-law's place, we were immediately greeted with warmth and food and wine and stories. I love all of these things, and sharing them with friends and family is the best way to enjoy them. After dinner, we lounged about together and continued with the reconnection. We spoke of books and games and vodka and donuts, then we enjoyed a sampling of all of those. The warmth of happiness is how I would describe that night, and it will remain with me forever. I awoke to another perfectly Oregon day. 
the light rain fell on a grumpy but contented Robin as breakfast was made and games were played. We learned new rules to the game's categories and played until we had laughed ourselves full. The morning coffee and pancakes brought with them the same warmth from the night before, and we didn't want to leave. That was the theme of the whole week, honestly. The feeling of peace and belonging we had been missing. The feeling taken away by the present state of things was pushed away by the warmth. Yet, we had to leave. And this simple turning is where we began to head home. Well, there was still more. There is still more. This first turn back was the turn back, and I think we all felt it. A low energy descended upon us as we rode back to Springfield, but we attempted to keep things light and cheery. We played silly road games and laughed at the stupid word combos derived from license plates. We crossed a few more bridge-bridge-bridges and sang along to the songs that played on the stereo. When we returned, we ate pizza in the hallway and drank local ciders. If you ever get the chance, I highly recommend you find a strange place to share a slice and cider with friends. I'm going to leave you there this time, in a small, wooden-floored hallway above the downtown streets of a small town. You have everything you need as you wait for the evening's festivities. Your laughter will echo even though you try not to disturb the neighbors. Sorry for not quite making it to the end, but there is going to be one final part to the story. Thanks for writing it out with me, and I hope you've enjoyed my strange bits of sleepy storytelling. I wrote most of it on and off while passing time in the places you're hearing about. If some of it seems strange or out of place with the flow of time, it's because I wrote them in the order I felt like getting them out of my head, and as I read them a few times over, it messed with my own ability to recall on what day specific things happened. I'm going to do two episodes this week, one on the regular Monday release, then another later in the week. I want to get to the end of this story and back to writing regular episodes. I want you to understand why, and I don't want to drag out this mini-series any longer than warranted. I need this podcast. I need to get things out of my head. I guess I don't need to share them, but talking with my friends about my experiences has helped me tremendously. Thank you for all of your kind words and for helping me do a little bit more than just breathing. See what I did there? <laughs>